0: hey welcome to the get offset podcast a mini i'm emily i'm layla yes and it's just us girls uh andrew had to take <laughs> off so here we are i have uh, princess Kay fisher begging for my attention that's
1: my cat. And my tuna is nowhere to be seen. I have no idea she's where she's chasing imaginary bugs up walls. Yeah, potentially she, I've been actually kind of worried about her the last couple of days. Cause she's been like, um, yeah, she's been like over grooming her legs, which is a sign of stress. Aww. And I don't know what that's about. So I, yeah. So I tried to like, I've just been trying to, like, be super gentle and super kind to her. But I think now she's starting to, like, take advantage <laughs> a little bit. And um she's, like, manipulating me into putting treats on top of her food that oh, yeah. she eats. Uh,
0: Carrie does that, too. <laughs> but I'm doing <playing> it. <laughs> Carrie will just jump up on her cat tree. And her food is on the cat tree because we were having an ant problem. So, I okay right. I put the food up on her cat tree, and it's on one level. And if, I know if she jumps to the level above that, she wants she wants a treat. <laughs> it's actually gotten to the point where, like, if I annoy her, then she knows she's going to get a treat right after. Like, if I go check if her claws need to get trimmed, <laughs> she'll she'll just immediately run up to the cat tree. Just okay, okay, you you, you made you made me upset, and now I treat. That's what happens. <laughs>
1: Oh, she's a little genius. I think
0: it makes her a very tolerant cat.
1: Yes, totally, which is like nothing to complain about, really. Oh,
0: I don't think so. She's I mean she's (laughs) she'll put up with a lot. Like she's so scared of strangers and stuff, but
1: she doesn't swipe at anybody. She's only cut me once. Oh tuna swipes at people. She'll always give you a warning and she'll never hold a grudge. Yeah. But, like, when it's necessary, she will definitely swipe. <laughs> Carrie will paw
0: at you. And she only – sometimes she does the claws out when she gets too so excited when she's playing. But yeah. but other than that, she – like, when she, she hurt me, I think she felt really bad about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> and the worst part was, it was right before I left for the Timber Festival. So, um, for the listeners, that's the music festival I work and it's a camping festival which means i have to drive and i don't come back from i'm gone wednesday night until sunday afternoon so it was like wednesday morning she swiped at me she cut me and i was like of course now i'm going to go to this festival i'm going to get like all this dust and dirt and nastiness in this little wound and then she's like oh no i i hurt i hurt you know my my human i think she felt bad about it and then i didn't come home until sunday and then Apparently, oh, Thursday oh. going to Friday at three in the morning, our, we have a defective smoke alarm that goes off sometimes, but it's never gone off when we weren't home. And of course, this time it did at 3.30 in the morning. And uh, so this poor cat just giving this like terrifying, uh, I'm sure to her sound that she's never heard before because it happened a couple times right before we got her about a year ago and hasn't happened since. And then there's fire the firefighters come they're banging on the door they're like a step away from like grabbing an axe and like knocking down our door when our neighbor wakes up our nosy neighbor god bless her and she says they're not home they're not home (laughs) gives them rick's phone number and so finally the the fire department gets in touch with us and we're like no it's fine we're really sorry for the inconvenience but uh Oh! My oh that God. poor cat! i'm suppression I'm suppression and yeah. leave a poop somewhere like <laughs> I'd have pooped myself <laughs> certainly carry I'll carry, but uh again, it's a turning into a cat podcast, <laughs> so we were talking um in the main episode a little bit about you know kind of knee-jerk reactions people have to especially well you know everywhere in life but i think one place that we experience it a lot is women in the guitar community is in gear groups on facebook and i know you and i are in a a couple of the same ones and today someone posted of course today is going to be uh several weeks ago for the listeners (laughs) there's uh in the ugly guitar group a picture of Nita Strauss and Courtney, whose last name escapes me. And Lena, I, I don't know if you've ever seen the meme of this one before, because the guy who posted actually cut out the the crappy meme part. But normally, oh no, have you seen it? Nope, never. Oh gosh, well it's um, a little graph, and it shows this picture, and at the top is a little. It says, "This is why guitars are shaped like this with the curve, and not like this, which is like a completely flat shelf." Um uh, so because their breasts are sitting right in the upper bout of of the guitar. So the poster was nice enough to cut out the meme part, but of course guys just were making that joke anyway. Yeah. And and it's just funny to me, like it's not funny at all, but uh a lot of those guys anyway, they were just making the exact same joke from the meme, and some of them got really defensive and i was i was pretty abrasive this time i'm usually not so abrasive but man i just i hate that
1: meme well i think that yeah i think there's i mean it's I, I don't even know really what to say about it it's the first time i've like sort of seen this image and i it's the first time that i've seen you know or even heard about like what what's written usually above the meme like part of it's just so stupid it's so, like, middle school. Yeah, like, I, yeah. And and actually, like, yeah, anyway, I mean, you and I, Emily, have talked about, like like, what makes a guitar, you know, comfortable, like, to play, like, you know, and I don't know. Like, it's, anyway, it's just, like, it's just so dumb and it's actually, like, Yeah, I mean, obviously inaccurate, but it's just so
0: dumb. Um, I mean, I've I've heard guys ask, like, oh, do women put, like, their breasts there on purpose? I'm like, well, it's more comfortable than squishing it up against your boot. Like, it's definitely more comfortable. I mean, I'm a bustier woman. It's kind of unpreventable unless you want to wear your guitar, like, at, at crotch level, like Joan Jett did. Like, I play things that mean I have to get higher up on the neck. And it's just more comfortable when my guitar is higher up on my body, but I'm not doing it for show. I mean, I'm a, again, a busty lady, but like this, one of my biggest insecurities when playing is just that people are going to make that exact connection. And it's sort such a bummer to
1: see it. It's also, yeah. Like, I mean, it's just like, it's another sort of, you know, it's another way that ultimately yeah it's another way that ultimately like your you know playing or performance just doesn't ever get to be about playing and performance because there's all these risks for people to basically derail it in this way that just basically comes down to your gender and your body and I it's know, so it's,
0: dehumanizing
1: yeah it, it absolutely is like, it's it, like I, I get thinking a rock star is a
0: as a product, like from a music industry perspective. But I mean, women, especially as soon as you're up on that stage, like people don't see you as a human being anymore. And I've had lots of men say this I've, I know lots of men who have been in bands with women and thus became very like protective of the kind of crap that happened to these women who fronted their bands and were in their bands. Uh, What happened when they were on stage and what happened after they left the stage and rules about Mm -hmm. like, don't nobody stands at the merch booth by themselves right yeah not that i've ever been hit on after a show
1: but you know like i don't know i'm just looking through this thread right now and like there's you know there's literally people like posting more photos of you know women playing guitars and like just sort of like I don't know, just the that, or women playing drums or whatever, where like the sort of, um, where like the the object of the photo essentially is whatever their chest is doing. Yeah, like like it's just yeah, it's absolutely dehumanizing, and I don't know. And then at the same time, when it's sort of called out, there's like all these people that are like what are you talking about? I don't hate women or... Like, you
0: know? I don't know, man. I kind of think you do. It's like...
1: Yeah. Nico Case has
0: that song that, uh, poets have an odious business. Uh, loving women, kind like lions love Christians. I'm like, I kind of think it's that kind of love. Hmm. Like very, very much about consumption and not an actual sort of like relationship kind of thing. And yeah, I'm sure... I'm sure these guys love their wives and I'm sure they love their moms. But if you don't respect women in general, then you don't respect your partner.
1: Like, yeah, not to mention like just how annoying it is when, you know, when people basically need to, you know, think about the actual women in their lives to somehow like make the link between, you know, between all as, women as a or father to... of daughters yeah exactly like, it's oh, just, like really like you went through your whole life you know until you had daughters like just being a total mm-hmm. jerk like I feel bad for everyone involved in your life right now like it's just oh it's so I don't know it's oh, you yeah. have to take that in order to empathize with
0: and I'm not sure it does, but part of me thinks it's it's that sometimes men feel the need to sort of bring it back and make it about themselves. Oh, interesting. Like, like oh, like, I can relate because even though I'm not a woman, because I have daughters. I'm like, you should be able to relate because you're a human being. Yeah. You ostensibly moment. had a mother. <laughs> yeah. There's not like, come on, just, just, you don't have to make it about yourself, guys. It's, it's okay for not everything to be. Something that you can bring back to your personal experiences. I mean, and this isn't something that's exclusive to men. Like, women do this all the time. I basically broke up with a friend because every single thing that happened to me, she had to one up me. And it was like bad things. So I'm like, oh, my great grandmother died. Oh, well, my grandmother is dying. I'm like, oh, great.
1: I mean, I think that, like, I see, like, a yeah, I see a bit of a difference there. Like, I see, you know, it kind of sounds like your friend was, you know, like, self-involved, or, like, couldn't sort of, you know, couldn't share the space, like, in the kind of relationship, versus, like, you know, I don't know, like, this sort of, maybe it is just about dudes, like, making it about themselves, but, like, Um, yeah, but I always get sort of the impression that it's like, like, I don't know, it's like, I, I, you know, I I didn't have any empathy for, um, you know, I didn't have any empathy for, you know, cats until I met one in person. It's just like, you shouldn't need to have met anybody in person or like had a baby yourself to sort of know that children deserve to be loved and respected, you know, like, it's just like, like these are like sort of just basic human values, I feel. And there is, I don't know, but I hear what you're saying that, that maybe my perception is off, that maybe people express themselves in this way. Oh, I'm sure it's a combination. I mean, you look back at,
0: have you ever read a Beastie Boys interview about their earlier work and how they basically was like, Oh, I grew up. And then I realized you shouldn't say words like retarded as insults i'm like yeah but i mean like in the homophobic stuff did you really have to like be an adult to to understand the golden rule i mean you treat people the way you want to be treated you don't want to be called bad words or insulting words then maybe you shouldn't call other people those things yeah
1: and i mean it's you know like I don't know. Like if they're, if they're sort of talking about it regretfully, like, you know, it's like, it's better than just sort of being like, well, I've used that word my whole life and I'm not about to stop, you know, I mean, oh, there's, it's way better. Like it's, it's, it is better to be like sort of self-reflexive and, yeah. um, and change because we all have that capacity. But I mean, it's like, you know, like when I'm noticing just what's going on in this group, like, and, and any posts that I've seen in these groups that have to do, like, where people are basically called out on misogyny, the response is always the same. Like, the response is basically, you know, a defensiveness about, like, it's almost as though somebody is reminding them that there's women in the room, or there's queer people in the room, or, like, it's like, it's as though people are behaving as though, you know, it's only sort of like I don't know, like straight white bros in in the room. And then when somebody is like psst like I'm here too, they're shocked and kind and of so offended. Defensive. Like
0: There was a guy in Sixty Cycle Hum yeah. who uh, he, he started this thread he was mad that someone was trash talking his product he he sells amplifiers uh, for another company and he said that someone should you know punch the commenter in his quote vagina and I responded vagina huh and the guy responded with some really disgusting joke and um that you know Andrew would get mad if I said out loud or he would just bleep I'll just let him bleep it he said it <laughs> it would be like oh and so i responded uh just simply wtf and then the guy i think finally looked at my very feminine name and his apology was just that i never would have said that if i knew there were any girls in this group I, it, like no, so you're not sorry that you said something that's just you're sorry you wait gross you sorry you're sorry you got caught you're like you're sorry that your mom saw you flipping her off I've been there like like just own up to why you feel bad and it's not that oh gosh yeah that was a terrible thing to say period it was like ooh I shouldn't have said that around a lady yes
1: and Yeah.
0: So it was so that's like an exact experience that I've had. Where, and then the other guys in the group were super defensive of me like, in a good way. And uh, this guy just would not get to the point that, no, you shouldn't say that because, you know, women are buying half the guitars and like the new, half the new guitars sold are being sold to women. And women who buy the guitars need to buy amps and they need to buy effects. So if you're selling guitars, pedals, amps, straps, and you are tolerant of or perpetuating this really gross toxic masculinity or misogynistic culture, like women, one true stereotype about women is that we talk to each other. Mm -hmm. And I know that there, and you've seen it too, women will go to their safe places that we don't have to name and they will tell other women and I think all these women have in the back of their minds, like a do not buy list. Well, and,
1: and rightfully so, but I think it was like on that, I think it was on that same, uh, on that same sort of post perhaps, like correct me if I'm wrong, um, where it was the, the sort of business owner or whatever was basically saying like, well, what do you want me to do? Like cut out this huge, you know, like cut out, sort of this population of people that that buys my stuff meaning if I you know call out dudes who were behaving toxically you know that's a huge part of my market but it it, it sort of I mean it absolutely denies the fact that first of all it probably is not a huge part of the market but like
0: and this I, I know remember what you're talking about I told the guy like 90% of the people who are active in your group now will still be active if you tell them they can't post sexist memes and stuff. Yes.
1: Exactly. And like, well, what's gonna happen but when I
0: lose are... the 10% of people? I mean, will you have the potential to gain the
1: other 50% of the market or lose them forever? Well, exactly. It's simple math. But I think there's I think there's still this sort of I think it's a symptom of still, you know, sort of creating a culture where it's like where basically women and queer and non-binary folks are completely ignored and effaced from, you know, music, the community, all these things. And then is sort of like, you know, so, so it's geared toward a very specific population. And like you say, is not actually like the vast majority of the population consuming, but then we are left to sort of just grasp at whatever is left or we're left to make you know difficult decisions around like we were talking about in the previous podcast like you know or actually it wasn't in the podcast it was before that but like you know buying a pedal um that we really want but like knowing it's coming from a manufacturer that supports misogynistic behavior you know like it's it's like it's like being a um,
0: louis ck fan or a woody allen fan or like a roman polanski fan like should you discount their art because they're bad people and i'd argue yeah you know there's a lot of great art being made out made right now that you don't have to support predatory people or people who you know promote sexism in some sort of way or slut shaming or you know the kind of thing that happened to me um yeah You don't have to give those people your money because there's so many people out there who are doing these wonderful things. And it's kind of like this argument I've seen several times about Louis C.K. Like, well, like, this is his career. And are you going to deny him his career because he did this really gross and terrible thing? Nobody, I don't really think that you can deny this. This was sexual assault Mm
1: -hmm. that he
0: did. And you think, what about all of the, the women who literally left the business because men like him were so
1: predatory and they just couldn't take it anymore. Yeah. What about their careers and what about like their sort of, you know, access to survival and like all that stuff. And, and just what about like consequence? Like, how is it, you know, how are we comfortable with people who cause harm, not experiencing any consequence? Like we're totally, it's like the idea that he would experience a consequence Seems unjust versus like the completely disproportionate um, consequence that all of these women experienced, like as a result of already like experiencing harm by him. Like we're comfortable with that. We're like, oh, they got a job somewhere else. Well, well, sometimes they do, and
0: sometimes so they, they don't. I mean, sometimes they have to go to therapy for the rest of their lives, and
1: for sure.
0: Like, I, I think that every woman has like those kinds of stories and the kinds of stories that if you t- we if, and when you tell the men in your life, they're, they're shocked. Like they're, are stories that, you know, um, women, women in my life have told me that I was, I'm pretty sure they've never told anyone else. And they're just, they're horrifying They're assault and they didn't do, they, they couldn't do anything about it. There was no right. repercussions for it. I mean, I had a friend who, gosh, I don't want to even get into it, but, um, I remember Rick was driving this friend and I home and we were kind of talking about our, you know, sh- cat calling street harassment stories. And I always mm-hmm. tell one of I always tell mine is jokes because it makes it easier for me. Mm-hmm. Like I was in New York and I was walking down the street and I was like looking at my phone. I was texting somebody probably. And a guy, a young guy comes up to me and says, who are you texting, baby? I'm right here. And I'm like, oh, great, great. And I keep walking and he just follows me for like a block and a half just saying, who are you texting, baby? I'm right here. I mean, I'm right here. Why are you texting me? And, and, uh, and the joke is I had to dunk into a blimpies to get away from him and then I had to eat at the blimpies and that was worse. Right. Like, it's funny. It's true. That is actually the situation. And then I really was like, and now I have to eat at blimpies on top of all that? Yeah. But my friend was tell then she told her story which was basically she was walking home alone at night and this guy's kind of walking behind her and they get stopped at a light or whatever and the guy leans over to her and he says, "If I chased you, do you do you think you could outrun me?"
1: Oh god.
0: And then we like dropped my friend off and we were kind of driving home and I turned to him like, "What did you think of her story?" and he said, "I didn't know that things like that really happened." Right, and he's—you've met him. He's—he's a—he's a—he's a a woke kind of guy. I doubt he's ever hollered at a lady. Yeah, he doesn't seem the type. So, I guess in an like that's way common in New York. It's, It's common everywhere, but it's a big thing in New York. I mean, I believe that he's maybe never witnessed it firsthand, but. I think it's the difference between, you know, the men you tell the stories to who believe you and the men you tell the stories to, who don't believe you.
1: I think that is like, yeah, I think that is like a super critical difference. And, you know, I mean, it's interesting, like in the, in the last podcast, how Andrew was saying, you know, about his sort of like gut, gut response or his like first response. Um, of, this automatic thought as they call it in cognitive behavioral therapy, right, is like sort of of defensiveness. It's of like you know getting uncomfortable and sort of you know getting defensive or whatever um and i think I think that defensive sort of you know mechanism can kick in in lots of different ways, but ultimately, like I think the difference between sort of staying there and then or like doing something more productive with it is like you know, the, the difference between deciding if you're going to believe somebody who's talking about their own experience, or if you're not going to do that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think that very, very healthy people can understand that you have that automatic thought, and then you need to have those sort of coping thoughts. Like, yeah, you got to remind yourself that if somebody says that you know, men are being disgusting or whatever. They're not necessarily talking about you. My favorite tweet on the matter is uh, someone jokingly said, you know, the friend, hashtag not all men. And she responded, hashtag your friend Dave. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the same thing. I think Rick knows that he is, he works, my husband Rick knows that he he works to, to be a good ally and to be a better person and to listen to women. And he comes to me with questions he has, he works in the tech industry. It's not very, you know, safe and welcoming to women all the time, Mm -hmm. but um, he, I think understands that he is that, that nobody is saying it's all men and that there are good men and there are more of them, but there are bad men and they are very bad.
1: And also that it's not so much about, like, you know, it's, like, for me, when I think about it, it's not so much about, like, an individual person, like, like, you know, one man, like, whether it's Dave, or whether it's, you know, somebody else, but, like, I, but I think about it, like, more in terms of, like, just, like, like, the dynamics of masculinity in general, like, when I think, you know, and when I think about, like, like, what that means, like, to me, like, that means, police systems like and policing that means like prison systems that mean like there's all kinds of like points of violence that are um that are like sort of masculine forms of violence and I think that's the kind of stuff that we need to address right it's not like it's not physical violence it's not always physical violence yeah and it's like and it's not just like I'm not just like walking down the street being like that dude who i've never seen before is a violent person like i am not i'm not talking about that like i'm talking about like larger systems that sort of you know that dictate the fact that like if that dude is violent like that's going to be acceptable that like what is considered violence is you know a very narrow scope in comparison to what actually causes harm mm-hmm. like all that kind of stuff. Like it's like it's it's just so much of a like it's it's so much wider than, um, this narrow way that we talk about it. And where like, yeah, men just get up in arms because they think that I'm like, talking about, you know, that person. It's like, well, I'm actually not talking about you, Dave. Like this is, <laughs> you know. this is a bigger thing than that. I mean, it's. Yeah, it's way bigger and you're benefiting from it. So think about
0: that. It's easy to say that you benefit from a system, but it's harder to to sort of explain what that means to a person because they're like, Mm -hmm. I grew up around very impoverished white people. Like like Mm -hmm. rural Ohio, there were people who were upper middle class, like my family. And then I had friends who, uh, you know, kind of barely own their house and it's cheaper to live out there so they did and their parents were unemployed or underemployed. So you had, those people don't feel like they benefit from a system and they don't benefit from all the systems but there are systems that they too definitely benefit from. But like to tie it yeah. back to the music industry, I think it's easy to say in gear culture for things like gear-splaining. Like people are always going to tell you Like it's like without knowing your gender even like dudes can be bad to dudes and I think that they don't then realize that it's even worse for women like oh yeah Yeah. so, so a guy told you your amp sucks well guess what once I went into Guitar Center to sell an amp walked up to one of the clerks with my hand out to shake his hand and introduce it myself so I could get a trade in he walks right past me up to my now husband and says uh so what are we doing with these today bro wow rick turns around and says uh you'll have to ask her they're her amps yep like i guarantee that has not happened to a guy at guitar center no no that's no no that's for sure i'm yeah. sure that no man at guitar Center has ever been asked are you buying the are you sure these are the cables that he wants
1: yep Yeah, and then is, like, tried to, like, you know, be convinced out of it or, you know.
0: I mean, I've had people try to convince me out of modifications I wanted to do. Like, very normal not modifications. Like, changing out the stock tuning pegs on a guitar. (laughs) Like, no, I'm 100% sure I want to do this. Like, this is not, like – it's not like I'm telling you to uh, – put a Bigsby on a vintage Les Paul that doesn't have one. Like I'm not asking you to drill into a, a vintage <laughs> instrument and deface it. I'm not asking you to take this guitar and then file away one of the horns on it. No. <laughs> like this is an extraordinarily like, like an aggressively average thing to do, but I've right. still had guys try to talk me out of it
1: or put the wrong thing down. And I think it's just, I mean, I think it's just such a power play too, isn't it? Like, it's just like, I don't know. I mean, I haven't, I haven't, I, I have to admit like in the guitar world because I'm in such a niche sort of part of it as a builder, you know, as somebody who has, um, like a mentor who definitely does not treat me that way and has never treated me that way, um, Like I, like in the guitar world, like I haven't super had that experience. Like I don't find myself going into guitar stores very often, for example. Um, Or if I do, I'm like, you know... I don't know, like the last time I went into a guitar store was just to buy strings. So nobody really talks to you. Um, And the time before that, it was to like show a guitar I had made. So there's like, like, I don't have these like sort of, you know, experiences that you're describing, which I think are so common. But I mean, I can think about every time I go to the Home Depot, or every time, you know, I walk into a bike shop, and I'm looking for something. It's just like, yeah, constantly being questioned, like, are you sure? And it's like, yeah, dude, I'm sure. But then, what I find myself like, what I find happens is, for example, when I'm, you know, when I'm in my wood shop and I'm like working on something, I'm constantly questioning myself. I'm constantly having this experience of being like, "Do I really know what I'm doing here? Do I like?" I have this like sort of ongoing, like, like sort of sense out, and it's like. It's too- Like imposter syndrome? Pardon me? Like, yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, you sort of like, I take one step back and ask like, how come I, like, how come I keep questioning myself? And it's just like, oh, because like at every turn, there's somebody like just waiting to like question what I'm doing or question like whether I know what I'm doing or do you know what I mean? Like there's, it's just like, it becomes like completely kind of part of like, You know, it is so much a part of, like, our culture that it's, like, it's really hard not to embody it in some way, right? You get into those arguments in your own head, like, well, somebody
0: sees this and says that. I I mean, I know you almost didn't make that guitar pink for the Vancouver Guitar Show. Yeah, true. But you did. And it's beautiful. And how many weird comments did you get about it?
1: I got two comments. Two? I got two comments. It's not that bad it's not that bad and it was like one was they were both from like sort of you know men who were definitely like a generation older than me um and i wasn't i didn't like it, it did not feel like they were kind of mean spirited in any way and i think like most importantly i don't think that i ran into anyone at that guitar show who thought I was like the partner of a man who had built it yeah and that was like one thing that I was kind of like wondering about and but I didn't like that didn't happen so like is
0: somebody gonna think that Dion made this
1: Yes. Or is somebody thinking like I'm, you know, whoever, like whatever man made it is in the bathroom and I'm like. (laughs) Oh, you're just, you're just there. You're the booth babe. Yeah. I'm just like holding it down for them because it doesn't like my, you know, company like doesn't have my name on it or it doesn't, you know, like nothing like that. So I was kind of curious about that, but that didn't actually happen at all. Um, Didn't one guy just say, oh, of course you brought a pink guitar. Yeah, that was what Like, oh,
0: I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what that means,
1: but I, but I specifically, I I specifically like was really, I, I didn't know if I should take a pink guitar because I didn't know. I knew, like I had talked to my friend, Aaron, who I do like design work with. And he made the good point that he was like, if you bring a pink guitar, like there's the potential that you're making a statement and it's not bad to make a statement, but if you're going to make a statement, you should know that you're making one. And then I thought about like, what is that statement? Like, certainly the statement isn't as simple as I'm not a man (laughs) (laughs) and I'm bringing a guitar, but I ultimately, I think the statement was like, yeah, that like, this is, I think there's like a real stereotype around, you know, there's a stereotype around sort of, you know, who builds guitars and there's a stereotype around who, what, you know, who pink is for and who it represents. Um, And I think when I think about sort of guitars that have historically kind of been built for women, I think about those like Daisy guitars and things like that, like these toys Mm -hmm. and, i think yeah it was like um i don't know i think the statement i hoped to make maybe um i mean truth be told i just like that color but um the you know the the i guess the risk was that um the guitar might be seen as a toy and but i i don't i don't think that it was
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't think that anybody who picked up that guitar and played it thought it was a toy. I mean, it's very lightweight for sure, but when you plug it in, I thought it played really, really nicely. I thought it felt really balanced. Um, Obviously, I liked it a lot.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I appreciate that a lot. (laughs) So it's
0: definitely kind of cool. Um,
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, I mean, I don't want to knock Daisy guitars because I feel like they came from a good place. I mean, it's not like uh, the company was started by a man who thought, like, he should make some guitars specifically for women. It's founded by a woman. Cool. But I think another experience a lot of women who play guitar have had is going into a guitar center and then being directed to the Daisy guitars. But you're like... But I like but I like this right. kind of guitar. Like, I want to play this, like, I like... Uh, if, if you like Metallica, maybe you want to play an explorer for some reason like you want to play the guitars that again that that your heroes played especially when you're younger and there's nothing wrong with that but it's very exciting to see people building new shapes because i think that a lot of um builders really rely on the Telecaster shapes, and the Stratocaster shapes, and the Jazzmaster shapes, and they're great shapes, but I mean, they've been done, and I know that you talk about those old Japanese guitars, and how unique they were, and there aren't a ton of people doing that as, I I mean, I don't want to say aggressively, but kind of aggressively doing something (laughs) that's different but also very aesthetically pleasing
1: yeah I I get the sense though and maybe you get this perception too I'm not sure um I get the sense that like we're actually part of like a, a trend right now that's happening where there is um where there is like a lot kind of more of that happening like when you think about the vancouver guitar show there was a bunch of electric guild builders but there wasn't anybody that was making factory copies like there wasn't do you know what i mean
0: yeah and if they were the same shape they were completely different like made out of metal
1: totally totally or like like people were like doing a lot in terms of like milling their own like metals their own parts like you know, different kind of inlays, like gorgeous inlays at that event. Totally, totally, and I think, like, I don't know. So, like, I'm really encouraged by that, actually, because I think. There's a trap that comes in if we think that, like Dion and I talk about this, Dion, my shopmate and my mentor, like we sort of talk about this a lot. Like when there's this idea that at some point in the past was the golden age of guitar building, I think that we, and anything, generally speaking, um, when we sort of think about that and, and not think about like the present day as being like, you know, a golden age of guitar building. I think we, we, we run ourselves into a trap where we're either um, limiting our own creativity or we're sort of not recognizing all the resources that are actually available to us. There's, you know, I mean, there's, we have so much more access to materials. We have so much more access to what was done in the past what worked beautifully which we can still do and what we can improve on like there's
0: you have so much access to an audience exactly
1: like it's just like to me I think this this is the golden age and it's going to continue and I think like I just I see in the acoustic world and in the electric world there is like there are just, like, more sort of, like, modern builders, like, coming up with different materials, different techniques, like, all this kind of stuff. Like, and I think, yeah, I just, I I think that's really promising. Like, I mean, yeah. how many guitars at the, there was two acoustic guitars anyways, Nicole Elazanax, and... um Tom Sands guitars but also Joel Michaud who is a builder um, from Calgary but lives in Montreal and builds their uh, acoustic guitars who used metal in their acoustic guitars like wow, I had never seen that before but that's like that's a fairly new thing and they were gorgeous like I don't know I think there's like there's there's just in terms of engineering, but also in terms of aesthetics, there's just so much more we can do. I think.
0: I think you're right. I think it's a great time for music. I think it's a great time for builders, guitar builders, and pedal builders. Like I think there's really unique companies totally. out there. Um, and I think it's a great time for diversity. And I think it's only going to get better. The more confidence women have to push themselves out there with communities like She Shreds, you know, with communities yeah. like Tom Tom Mag for drummers. And I think it's going to be really, really interesting to watch. And I'm glad to be some sort of part of it.
1: Oh, totally. You are. I mean, totally. You are. You're so like, you're in it. Like you're just like writing about it, promoting it, like participating in it in so many ways. You built your own pedal. Like, yeah, you're definitely. (laughs) I did
0: do that. Yeah. You know, (sighs) like I was just talking to you the other day off, off, um, off the phones and off the the podcast that uh the past couple of years my resolution has been to consume less and create more and i think i'm actually doing a pretty good job at it
1: it's so cool i just i admire that a lot yeah
0: i mean you cre- you create a lot too
1: <laughs> yeah i do i do oh, you, know, you know what we didn't talk about on the um uh, on the last podcast, is what we were drinking. I thought we were going to talk about. Uh, that.
0: <laughs> I finished mine. I have a lemon bubbly water though. I, uh, earlier, I had a drink that I made <laughs> with lemon lavender shrubs, some lemon uh, sparkling water, and some gin.
1: Oh my gosh, that sounds good. I had oh, it's pretty good. good. I had just like um, because it's. October oh no it's September which means that it's been snowing for a week here um yeah I had a hot water bottle in my sweater and I had a (laughs) cup of uh I had a cup of hot water with honey and then I also had a glass of uh kombucha that I had made mixed with um some apple juice from apples in my garden that sounds so good yeah, it was really nice. I don't usually like mix the two, but I've let my kombucha go like way too far. Basically. A little strong, a little, a <laughs> I needed little
0: fermented. To
1: cut it. Cut it. it. That's yeah. so
0: sweet. I get that. Rick was so happy. Uh, we got to pick the apples from our trees the other day.
1: Oh, that's so nice.
0: Everyone told us, don't expect, don't expect any apples is in the first three years. And we got them the first year.
1: Oh, that's so great. So it's only going to go up from there.
0: Yeah. The trees are, are the trees are colomars, so they're literally only gonna grow up. They they don't grow out very much, which means we won't have to like keep hiring somebody to come over and like cut them away from the power lines and stuff.
1: Oh right. Okay, so wait a second. So they but do they get like very tall? Like or are you gonna have to like climb up on a ladder? I think they really maybe high?
0: get seven feet.
1: Oh shoot,
0: that's awesome. Yeah, that's not so bad.
1: No, that's easy. Yeah.
0: So we're really, we're really excited um for that. He's Rick likes apples. I'm kind of allergic to them. <laughs> oh, I I won't it's not like an anaphylactic reaction, it's not like a puke reaction, like when I have soy or cherries. But um I have something called oral allergy syndrome where some raw fruits and vegetables, my body thinks they're allergens. But they're not. So they just kind of give me a stomach ache and they make my mouth itch. And I remember when I realized that this was not a normal thing to happen to people. I was 19 or 20 and I was sitting uh, with a roommate one summer day eating an apple. And I look up at her and I said, isn't it weird how apples make your mouth itch? (laughs) And the look she gave me was all I needed to know that that was not normal. (laughs)
1: Oh, that's a real bummer. So if you – okay, so if your tree starts producing lots and lots of apples, like, are you going to make, like, cider and, like –
0: Yeah, I can do cider. I can do, like, baked apples. I mean, I can eat – if I peel it, it's not so bad. Wow, okay. It's, like, most of whatever is confusing my body is in the peel.
1: Yeah, okay. But, uh, <laughs>
0: yeah, a little uh, weird, weird piece of science. It's, like, it. she looked at me – as if I had like called the sky green, <laughs> it was great. It was a good moment for me. She was probably really high. She sold drugs. <laughs> she she sold that cheap weed to college kids. I was not one of the customers. Oh my gosh.
1: Brilliant, yeah. brilliant, well,
0: Layla. Uh, somehow our miniature episode has become even longer than the first one. Full. Effort. So this might just be a bonus this uh, i'll leave that up to andrew <laughs> he might okay. he might edit a couple things out uh, yeah just did chop i say that and... oh yeah yeah i said the the thing that that guy said to me in that group can you just like imagine yeah. even saying like i have a potty mouth but i cannot imagine saying Sorry, Andrew. <laughs> I said it again. I hope he leaves it in and just bleeps it. I was on a podcast like months ago, and I somehow didn't swear at all. And I said, you guys, just you should just bleep every adjective, and it, everyone would just believe that I actually said a swear word.
1: <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, that's very funny. Well, we'll leave it to Andrew. But yeah, that was, I mean, you know, I had such a nice evening chatting. Same, yeah. <laughs> Likewise.
0: It's always a pleasure, Layla. Uh, we hope to have you on again. And oh, I, I hope to. you have a great time in Montreal.
1: Yes, I leave on Thursday. And um, yeah, I'll send you updates. Nice. Do you speak French? Nope.
0: <laughs> you say, no.
1: No. <laughs> you but you I, no. Think, I think it'll be fine.
0: <laughs> you say, no, je ne parle pas le français.
1: no je ne parle pas français
0: oui (laughs) (laughs) all right i'll talk to you later and to everyone listening i can't believe you're still here (laughs) bye bye